0: Good morning, Tony Abitini from Beyond the Ball, uh, coming to you live from Chester, New York, our beautiful campus in Orange County. I'm just going to uh, put a disclaimer on uh, today's uh, session. This is an event, and, and, and I'll tell you why. Um, just spent the last probably two weeks or so visiting uh, different baseball and, uh, and softball programs And specifically talking about vision and pitch recognition and this whole concept of of open focus, which has been my rallying cry in in teaching mental skills and working with athletes from little leaguers to to major leaguers and this whole open focus for those that are not aware of it. Um, In a nutshell, uh, the, the way in which you pay attention causes sometimes an accumulation of stress or remaining in stress mode all the time. Think about how narrow focused and the way in which we pay attention all day. We have a, a world in which we live in where since childhood we're told to lock in, we're told to pay attention, we're, ter- we're told to focus all the time. Um, great for some projects, but in others um, it's one of the biggest reasons why not only anxiety and, and stress live within all of us, but from a player development performance standpoint, n- not having this attentional flexibility, as I call it, where you can learn to shift from this narrow, diffused focus to more of a, a open focus, um, it's, it's an issue that I talk about uh, with players, particularly hitters and pitchers, and to get them to understand that fixating on a glove or fixating on the ball is not what high-level hitters, pitchers, goaltenders, soccer players, or any any sport that involves movement. And so open focus has always been the, I call it, it's the gateway. It's the gateway to understanding what, what mental health is all about because one, once an athlete learns that they'll have better visual skills, and, and we know that visual skills are direct, directly related to Mental skills, the eyes are part of the brain. The eyes are the window to the soul. And how and what we pay attention to affects our mood and our mindset and in, in many situations affects our emotional regulation. So the, the Wagner trip, and, and Craig Noto, one of the best college coaches in the Northeast, was uh, nice enough to invite me down there. We started with open focus and, and, and talking about how we pay attention, and there was a discussion about the famous line that I use in my book, the book, the line that Manny Ramirez gave me over 10 years ago, Tony, when I look at nothing, I see everything. And it was his way of explaining that at, at high levels of, of performance, this non judgmental seeing, the difference between seeing and looking for something – is what the best eyes in the game do, whether it's baseball or, or any other sport. But what I came to realize is, is that how crucial mental skills and, and just mental health, or I like to call it mental wealth. And, you know, un- unless you're a high-end Power 5 Division I program with a tremendous amount of resources, there's so many college programs, whether it's junior college, Division two, three, and and even so many of the Division ones. Um, that don't have a a full-time mental performance coach. Now, I'm not here looking for a a job. This is not me championing to to be working full-time anywhere. But there's a glaring problem when, and I use this for an example, and and there's no disrespect to strength and conditioning coaches. But if you have the money for a full-time strength coach, how do you not at some point acknowledge that mental performance and, and mental wealth is so crucial for the student athletes, irrespective of what the, the division that, that they play. And, you know, when you talk about what exactly is the, the mental health issue – it's a big problem everywhere. It's a problem with adults, seniors coming off of COVID, call it what you want, but when you talk about student-athletes and, and their confidence levels, right? Self-esteem is such a big issue for this generation, right? This immediate gratification, we swipe, we delete, there's no patience for many things, just giving them a resource or a sounding board sometimes to, um, to vent, and, and I call it just simply to, to reset, And it was so refreshing to to see and hear from the Wagner baseball coach. Yes, we we talked about vision for the first hour or so, and then we got into what really matters. We talked about sleep deprivation, right? How so many of these student-athletes, and Wagner baseball is not alone. Uh, They don't sleep enough. Their consumption of high-energy drinks is, is, is off the charts, their ability to manage their day, I call it the 1440, how many minutes in a day that you have, and how they could certainly spend and find more time, right, to work on their mental performance skills if they weren't wasting it in X, Y, and Z. And we know that the beginning of X is is the addiction to the phone and social media and, and, and whatnot. So it, it became so clear to me that, yes, you know the, the big programs have it, and we all say that it's important and, and I understand I understand at the junior college level at the high school level that that most programs can't afford the what I get paid on a daily basis but but at some point we we've got to start realizing that we need to do something right we need to do something and and yes you know what, what you hear about all the time is that well uh, we don't have the money for it um, it's important, but it's really not. Uh, our our coaches really are the ones that handle the mental performance component to it. And we do have a school psychiatrist or psychologist in the event somebody wants to talk to them. And And if I can just address those three very quickly, well, if you don't have the money for it, I, I, I understand that. But if you think that mental performance is really important, when you talk to athletes all the time at the college level, how much of your performance dips and slumps are attributed to what's happening from the neck up? Unanimously, you hear numbers from 70 to 90% to 100%. We all know that at the college level, even at the high school level, when guys are struggling emotionally, right? when when they're living in the wrong time zone, when their self-esteem takes a shot, where, where their confidence level dips, Right when their mood uh, and and their mindset is is so out of whack, of course it's going to affect their ability to repeat a delivery, or to be effective as a hitter, or be a goaltender, or or to be able to be an effective golfer. So it it, it clearly is really important. Well, our coaches do that. I love coaches. Former high school coach, former college coach, and and most of the college coaches that I talk to want more of this. They want to be better on a daily basis to be able to provide some mental performance cues and, and training to the players. But they need more of it also. And and most of the time when I'll, I'll visit, a lot of it is just simply teaching the teachers and getting them to be more comfortable and getting them to understand that relaxation is a skill. What are you asking players to concentrate on? And be very careful when you're telling people to focus because as open focus has taught us, when you focus too hard on an object – whether you're calling it the rigid attention syndrome or hyperfixation, that is not what the better players and better athletes do. They are enamored and live in good space. That spatial awareness is everything. Well, how do you teach that? And again, no disrespect to all of the universities that, that have the the PhD, the MD, the doctors that are needed in, in case there is traumatic events that are going on, and and I think at times we'll, we'll provide a once-a-year um explanation on mental skills, and, and they'll talk about all these issues, but there's never any follow-up. And from a performance standpoint, it, 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 there's usually a bridge and there's a gap, right? They're talking about relaxation and affirmation and goal-setting and living in the present, all these big terms that we hear about all the time as players and coaches. But my world really starts, quite frankly, when the in-house Sports psychologist is done. Let's take these concepts and see if we can integrate them when you're standing on in the batter's box or on the mound or when you're standing out on a soccer field. So I think the performance part of this thing is just not something that most of the school doctors are equipped to do. And again, You know, how do we get over this? Uh, To me, it's a function of the the, the coach making sure that whether it's reading, whether it's blogs, getting this information to the players, I think it's really incumbent upon the athletic department to acknowledge that, hey, this is a problem or this is a challenge. We understand how mental health, mental wealth, as I call it, is extremely important. And stop saying that you can't afford it. Right When you're buying all these new uniforms and trips and and whatnot that maybe if you found a few thousand dollars, whether it's for me or someone else that can come in on a quarterly basis or do Zoom workshops and get the players and get the coaches more comfortable in talking about this and getting them to realize that mental skills is a skill, no different than being in the weight room or the physical skills. And and I don't think it takes an awful lot. You know, when you start talking about, you know, balancing the student and athletic life, I'm actually reading off now some of the topics that, that I'm about to present to schools to just say, let's at least talk about it. And again, I'm very busy running three different companies and in spring training or whatnot, but just an awareness to make it that it becomes important, that it's just no longer a luxury for the big time programs. But how do we, how are you addressing it at every level of college? The secrets to playing in the present, right? We always talk about playing in the present. Team physics versus team chemistry. Teaching mental skills in every practice. These are topics that if the coaches felt more comfortable with, you would have a, a better product with the players. And and again, this is not an indictment on the coaches. The, the coaches that I meet are, are tremendous, and, and they're attempting to talk about this. But in the time restrictions in practice, they don't have time to spend on the, I call it, the invisible part of the game. They're still trying to figure out who's where, what the depth chart looks like, who's going to be pitching the next day, who's going to be batting in the, in the lineup. So I think they want help also. So I, I think as, as we look at the, the spring coming up, whether you're high school, college, or even if you're a parent or player, if we all unanimously agree that performance and lifestyle is a component of – how you feel, and how you're dealing with your emotions. Can we stop talking about confidence and building up focus and and talking in the conclusion? We've got to give the young players in college and in high school the how to do it. How do you on a daily basis get better both on and off the field in dealing with things that really matter emotionally? I think that's really the big piece of this thing. And, yeah, I'm going to continue to crusade. I wish I was in a position and I had five other people I can go around the world and and spend time with all these college programs to say, Tony, you're right. I don't want to be right anymore. Do something about it. Find a way to get a resource to some of these coaches and players. And not only will you have better players, but you talk about from a recruiting standpoint. You're an athletic director, and now you can say that we have addressed the mental performance piece um, that not, not only is going to help your players and your coaching staff, but it could do something for getting more players to want to play in your program. I, instead of, yeah, we think it's important, and, and we'll send a, uh, a, a, P, a, P, a PDF and, and a document to the coaches every once in a while, it, it needs to be as important as strength and conditioning. And, and I say that, again, not to make fun of our friends in the strength and conditioning worlds. You have a full-time strength and conditioning coach to get the body stronger. What are we doing as, as a organization, as an industry, to work on what I believe is even more important than the physical part? Tony Abatini signing off, Beyond the Ball. We are in Frozen Ropes in Chester, New York. Come by and visit, or if you have any questions, if you're a college program or a high school program, uh, as we say in New Jersey or in New York, we'll make you an offer you can't refuse. It's not about the money anymore. It's about getting good information on a regular basis to your players and coaches.